0: Hello, my name is Dr. Bertrand Liang, and welcome to Patient Stories, episodes about some remarkable people whom I've met through the opportunity of being a physician. Listen to the patient. She's trying to tell you what she's suffering from. I met Lauren in the ED being on call one night. She was young, around 16 years old, and she had been there for a couple of hours before the staff had consulted neurology. It's always somewhat concerning when we get a call about such a young patient As I've noted before on these podcasts, when a young patient requires care, they can be sick enough to be really, really be in trouble. In any event, she was actually from out of town, from a neighboring county, and was only in our fair city due to a gymnastics tournament occurring at the university facilities. She was an all-around gymnast, competing in the balance beam, floor, and in particular, uneven bars, which she noted was her best event. Lauren and her family had been in town for a couple of days and were due to drive home that particular evening. However, she had begun to feel a vague, not so much numb, but disconcerting feeling in the right thigh and the side as the day had progressed to the point where it seemed to be, almost as she put it, flaming hot on and off during the day. She really hadn't noticed any causative factors and the first time noticed it when she was stretching out right before the vault event. She could compete through it, and in fact, right after the event, she felt okay. But when stretching out again before the uneven bars, she felt a twinge, although it was actually on the left thigh, not the right. Subsequent to the uneven bars, she definitely felt the hot sensation once again, and this time, it didn't entirely go away after that. She was able to compete in the other events, but she still felt the thigh as hot and maybe, just maybe, a little bit numb. She denied weakness of the leg or any other part of her body, but noted that the feeling was very distracting. When she addressed this with her coach, she referred it to Lauren's mother, who was a nurse. Given that they needed to drive a couple of hours back home, and this was bothersome enough to notify the coach, they decided to come to the ED for further evaluation. Lauren's mom was clearly concerned about a stroke or transient ischemic attack, which she relayed to be clearly during the initial discussion. I was anxious to evaluate Lauren, since I had an inkling to what I believed to be her problem. On examination, the patient's right hip didn't really show a decrease in sensation, but it was really more of a sensitivity to touch, something neurologists term it dysesthesia, as I had suspected. She was hypersensitive to pinprick, as well as to cold temperatures, and even with light touch, she described the sensation once again as hot. Stretching her left leg both forward and especially back could make the feeling worse, as well as pushing on the bony part of her hip, the area called the anterior superior iliac spine. It seemed pretty clear what the diagnosis was, the syndrome of neuralgia parasthetica, Namely, she compressed a specific nerve called the lateral femoral cutaneous nerve of the thigh to give these symptoms. I reassured both her parents that Lauren did not have a stroke and that this was due to a compressive neuropathy at the level of the hip. There were a variety of treatments for this, including both physical therapy and, if needed, injections to decrease the swelling. What about the thing that happened to the left leg? Lauren asked. Is that the same thing? Well, I was somewhat embarrassed. I hadn't even thought about the left-sided symptoms. Doing the same maneuvers with the left leg, sure enough, elicited the same symptoms. So what Lauren had was in fact bilateral or both-sided Moralgia Parasthetica. When queried further, Lauren noted that this area at her hip was pretty much where she engaged the lower bar on a flight element and had done so for literally years. The family was relieved that this could be addressed with conservative measures such as physical therapy even if it was to both sides. It turned out that this was somewhat of an occupational hazard of gymnasts, according to some colleagues who have seen a number of these cases in the past, although a bilateral finding certainly was unusual, but not altogether unheard of. Due to Lauren's competitive level, she was actually scheduled into the specialty sports medicine clinic at the university in order to further define a treatment plan to which both the family and the patient were appreciative. I know she ultimately underwent physical therapy and apparently did very well with conservative treatment. And I certainly learned to listen to the patient and not let my biases carry me away to a lack of complete evaluation. Thank you very much for joining me for Patient Stories. Be happy, be healthy, and find peace.